Now, moving on to dry bulk, Plamen Natskov. Welcome to the Sea Trade Maritime Podcast. Thank you for having us, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Plamen, thank you so much for taking the time. Now, the dry bulk market in 2023, what's the demand and supply picture going to look like this year? Well, very much as in the container sector, in the dry bulk market, over the last year, 2022, we have had to contend with generally weak cargo volume growth, as well as various supply chain issues that have affected fleet efficiency aspects. Now, coming into 2023, we certainly see a sequentially more negative macro environment. Looking at PMI surveys of manufacturing activity, for example, which of course are a leading indicator for industrial production, which itself is what drives demand for raw materials, we have seen those sequentially indicating a more broad-based and sharper downturn across economies globally. So this certainly this certainly makes us cautious about the outlook for trade growth in the near term, the very short term. And of course, this is coming on the back of 2022 when cargo volume uh, was actually negative. So the dry bulk market had to contend with negative cargo volume growth. The last time we saw that, uh, other than 2020, was of course 2015, which which itself was was obviously very very poor for the dry freight market. It is difficult to see much positive signs for significant trade growth in the early months of this year. However, however, we we do forecast a moderation and and a pickup in trade in the latter half of 2023. In terms of uh, sectors where we see prospects for sharper growth in volumes, those would be iron ore and minor bulk. Taking the broad commodity groups in turn, iron ore, of course, the critical ingredient for the dry freight market, driving as it does the capes. It is, of course, very much dependent on the outlook for Chinese steel demand. While this is very uncertain, given the issues in the local property sector that we have seen, we do expect a gradual improvement during 2023. Overall, our thesis has been that a significant uptick uh, or a resolution to some of the issues in the property sector in China is dependent on declining commodity prices, declining energy prices, and a shift away from zero COVID policies. Now we're starting to see some progress on all these three elements, which makes us more confident that at some stage during the year, we will see a more concerted effort at addressing some of those debt-related hangovers in the Chinese property sector as well as potential for centrally directed stimulus to support the economy. We're generally positive on INO demand. We forecast around 25-30 million tons growth in INO flows over the year. The other sector where more positive is minor bulks. That was a sector that, with the declining economy, saw significant pressure during 2022. And we see, we see upside here in the steel and related materials, fertilizers especially, forest products as well. So, again, playing on that theme of a resolution to property markets and, and infrastructure investment. The other big sector, of course, for the dry bulk markets is the coal trade. And we could have expected coal trade to be much more positive for the dry freight market, given the shortage of gas now that Europe is cut off from, from pipeline Russian supply. And, of course, this is indicated in, uh, in coal prices themselves. Now, sadly for dry bulk owners in 2022, but also we expect this to persist in 2023, the supply capacity, the export capacity simply isn't there. Most major 
co-exporters have not invested over the previous several years into mining capacity. And of course, there is understandably unwillingness to do that considering the longer term prospects for coal and, uh, and the coal trade. So we see, we see very limited support for the market from that. Overall, on the demand side, we do see positive trade growth around one and a half, two percent mostly focused towards the latter part of the year. As in container shipping, we need to think about what does this mean in terms of fleet employment and requirements for the fleet. And this is where there is an unwinding some of those port inefficiencies, especially as it relates to port waiting times, have started to weigh on the dry bulk freight market, certainly over the last couple of months, and we expect this will continue through 2023. Just as an example, port waiting times was a big driver that was masking through much of 2021 and early 2022 the poor growth in cargo volumes. It was absorbing significant parts of the fleet. At sometimes, fleet equal to the required fleet to carry the Australia-China iron trend. Now we have seen a very sharp unwind of those port waiting times and several other factors related to fleet inefficiencies. This is increasing the efficiency of the fleet. This means smaller required deadweight tonnage uh, to carry the available cargo volume, which leads us to forecast a lower utilization rate overall, more negative balances over the coming year. Okay, so all of that that you've just described, how is that going to impact the freight rate environment for dry bulk? It's been a fairly bleak in 2022. Is that going to continue in 2023? Our base case forecast suggests utilization rate that is lower in 2023 than 2022. Away from the relatively poor volume growth and the declining inefficiencies in, in the fleet, we also, of course, have the supply of the fleet growing. And it's growing by around 20 million deadweight tons, even after factoring in a significant increase in scrappage rates for next year. And of course, that significant increase in scrappage rates is driven by a forecast low rate environment. Now, considering the growth in the fleet and the loss in deadweight tonnage requirements, we have a swing to the negative side of about 25-30 million deadweight tons. That translates into, of course, lower utilization rate for the fleet and therefore a lower freight rate environment. In terms of forecasts, you know, we certainly see on an average annual basis dry freight rates around 25-30% lower year-on-year in 2023 than they were in 2022. Okay, so not a particularly positive outlook really for the market. And I guess one thing we are seeing is the reopening of China and the move away from the zero COVID policy. Is this going to be something that could be positive for the market as we go further into 2023? Good question. So, I mean, clearly, as I, as I mentioned earlier, part of our thesis being the requirement for a shift away from zero COVID policies for the Chinese government to be able to enact any measures that are supportive for the economy, whether it is a fiscal stimulus, whether it is uh, infrastructure investment initiatives, and so on. Now, with the shift away from zero COVID, clearly, this is getting mad. We were of the opinion that this would be a more controlled, more gradual process. It hasn't been that. Certainly, it has been a very sharp bonfire of regulations that have existed so far, with the resulting reports of very high caseloads. Now, whether this would subside over the next couple of months is obviously something to watch. 
but clearly sets the scenes for a potential stimulus measures after the Chinese New Year. So certainly this is one of the upside risks, the potential for upside in the market. If those elements that we had been waiting for, which is lower commodity prices, lower energy prices, relatively speaking, and the shift away from zero COVID, if they would be sufficient to incentivize a large-scale stimulus, which we have clearly seen the Chinese government willing to engage in and capable of directing previous years. Okay, and again, something that's going to be interesting to watch how that develops in the coming months. It's a very dynamic situation. Thank you, Plaman, for an overview of where you see the dry bulk market headed. (laughs) 